0: Pause. I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining. Sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. Good afternoon and welcome everybody to this special edition of Pause I Am Radio. We're coming to you early, two hours early. It is 12 noon here on the East Coast. I'm joined by my co host, uh, Brady Dale. Hello, Brady.
1: Hey, Robert. Hey, listeners. I am coming to you live from Orlando at the United States Conference on AIDS. It has been so, an amazing
0: experience. I'm so excited that you're there and you're going to be uh, telling us all about it and kind of give, giving us a recap because today is the last day. And I know uh, last week when uh, we had Butch on, or the week before, we spoke a little bit about how some of the panels you were
1: speaking on. So I kind of want to get your insight. Have you been to this conference before? Um, my first time was last year. I attended last year in, in D.C. So this is my second United States conference on AIDS, and it's um, – as probably with a lot of other conferences that seems to just be getting, it gets bigger and better every year. I want to do a quick shout-out to Pop Wada and, and Mac um, for putting um, on this conference. It has been absolutely amazing. Um, this has been a great opportunity for, you know, a lot of us advocates, we, we have been able to utilize social media and, and follow one another and, and help use our own platforms to lift one another up. This, this opportunity or this place here this, uh, this year, I've gotten to meet so many people that I admire and that, that I draw inspiration from, and it's really nice to, to get to – even though we all kind of feel like we know one another from following each other on social media, it's, it's so different when you get to finally meet face-to-face, and especially when you get to hug these people and, and share that energy and share that space with them. It has been truly phenomenal. Well,
0: I have to say I've been following you and, uh, you know, a lot of our our friends online and and watching everyone posting their photos and and smiling and having a good time. And I'm sitting here in in cold Philadelphia freezing my butt off this morning in Philly. It definitely feels like falls along. I mean, it's just good to see that everyone is out there doing work and and, and kind of enjoying each other because that's kind of the conferences are all about for me is meeting and making those connections from those people you see online in person, and just seeing you with all those people that I love is awesome to see that you're down there. I mean, there were so many people we spoke about uh, a little bit earlier. I mean, Bruce Richmond was there. I saw that both Marias were there. I saw you hanging Hi. with my best friend D. <laughs> I saw you with Jesus. Uh, yes. You know, there's a lot of people down there that were uh, making waves. So it has to be just cool to be in the same space with those those people and the energy in the room kind of like you said it has to be an amazing feeling kind of like uh positive living
1: you know truly it it truly is i mean because you know getting to 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 be in the same space with these people and getting to share our our own lived experience and our own knowledge and our own expertise you know it makes for me it makes me a better advocate it makes me more well well well-rounded it makes me um the way I speak, more powerful. Um, and for that, I'm deeply appreciative and so thankful. Okay, so, so for people, people who talking don't about... know – go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, just real quick, I was
0: going to say, uh, for people who don't know, this is a conference that goes on every year. It's the big one in the United States, um, and I'm assuming it happens every September, correct, Brady? Yes, sir. Yeah,
1: They yep, do it every, so- um, every September, um, and next year, this year we did it in Orlando, and, and I'll have to tell you, Robert, it has been extremely moving being here in Orlando. It is my first time in Orlando since the, the Pulse tragedy, um, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I apologize. I, I forget her name, but during the luncheon lunch plenary yesterday, the the owner of Pulse nightclub spoke to us and, um, and and kind of highlighted what it was like as as the owner of Pulse Nightclub, how she was kind of unique in her own experience um, of the tragedy. There's a, a beautiful mural that has been done to, to memorialize um, those, the 49 lives that we lost during that tragedy. Um, it it kind of really brought it home to me, and I plan on going uh, later this afternoon um, to pay my respects. And, and, and but it has been very moving, very moving to be here. Um, and next year the conference will be held again in Washington, D.C.
0: Oh, well, that's good. It's a little bit closer to, to my home, so it will be a little bit uh, more affordable. Um, but this is a conference that you don't want to miss, especially if you're uh, an online advocate. I, I see that it's something that is really enriching and, and, and enriches people's advocacy even more and more when they attend these Types of conferences. Tell me some, about some more uh, sessions that happened there. Like, what, 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 what was the experience? What were people talking about? What sessions?
1: Um, some of the big conversations going on. Um, of, of course, there's been the, um, with Dana Khan, um, the uh, executive director of Positive Women's Network, um, we're talking about the moving the International AIDS Society Conference that's um, going to be held in the uh, Bay Area. And, and moving the international conference outside of the United States, especially in this political time, um, because we know kind of like what this administration is doing for immigrants um, for people of the trans experience um, it's and it is scary to think about you know just because you want to come to a conference and and be in the same space with these people you know people getting held up in airports and being detained. Um, and, and possibly for you know an extended period of time, it it it, uh, it is it's it's a sticky situation. Um, but there's been a lot of conversations about it. Um, I have loved the the and this conference has put a big emphasis on uh, people of the trans, of the trans experience. Um, they have been highlighted and lifted up, and we're giving we're given the platform and the stage that they deserve to get their message out. Um, There's been a lot of talk of the intersectionality between HIV and the opioid crisis. Um, And then there's been conversations around criminalization and HIV about how it's just bad public policy all around. Um, And then what else? There's been some great, great conversations um, about youth and engaging youth um, and how important it is for youth to be engaged and, and actually helping to end the epidemic and then one of my favorites of course has been the uh equals you pathway this this conference um getting i was had the honor to even get to present on a couple of panels um, of you equals you kind of like my own advocacy work that i've done in nashville to help get the nashville metro public health department to sign on to the consensus statement and getting to hear what other advocates have done in their own Jurisdictions um, and communities to, to get this the U.S. or the U.S. messaging out, and then um, there's been a highlight of long-term survivors um, because it was you know announced today or yesterday that you know, 70% of people living with HIV in the United States in the year 2020 will be over the age of 50. Wow. Wow. Just thinking about that, right? It's it's a, it's an it's amazing. It's something that you know, even as me as a as a child growing up and seeing the, the beginning of the epidemic, um, it was just it was unheard of, and so that has been amazing. Getting to also interact and getting to hear these stories, um, and then also just uh, learning too. There's been a lot of sessions on on trauma, on learning how to to heal from this trauma, um, like I said, with Orlando, and also just the trauma of our own diagnosis and how to, how, to, how to unpackage that and to move on with our lives. And, and not only that, but how to use our experiences to, to empower others to move on with their lives. It has been um, truly inspirational. No, I think that's awesome. Um, I,
0: I think I saw something online uh, Jesus posted. Was there like a, a big session about long-term survivors?
1: Yes, they got – they were given the stage. Um, They did a great plenary – during the plenary yesterday at at lunch, Um, and they had some great, great uh, representatives on stage, uh, like uh, they had Rick Rick, uh, Blasco from Positively Aware. Um, They had Mark King from My Fabulous Disease, Uh, Lily Beth. She is simply amazing, and there were just all kinds of great – advocate stories and, and what they shared, were able, they were able to do it in a humorous way, but a very impactful way. Um, so it was, it was amazing.
0: That's awesome. So uh, one of the other things that happens at this event is there's a big uh, exhibit uh, hall. Um, tell me about some of the things that you saw during the exhibit hall, because I know one of the things I, I want to kind of talk about um, that I was kind of yes. involved in, even though I'm not physically there, but I just want to know what kind of things uh, kind of you remembered walking through the hall.
1: It's it's almost overwhelming, but it's a great opportunity for, for, you know, independent advocates and activists, um, and also just those in the in the corporate world and then in the pharma world to meet one on one with these people that are making decisions, you know, about us. But we get to have have a say and get to have a seat at the table while we get and get to interact with them one on one. Um, there were some great exhibits by Gilead, there were some by the healthcare, um, the great, uh, there was a great exhibit from Janssen. um, you equals you had a great booth this year. I got to interact with, um, Daisy from the body.com, absolutely amazing individual. Uh, and then just other, just, um, like from the, I guess the biomedical side of, of it, getting to meet people, um, people. The innovators, these new um, for home testing for HIV, getting to see, like, right. where that's going and, and where, it, where it is now, uh, that was really interesting. Um, but it was just a, like I said, it's almost overwhelming. You can spend almost an entire day just in the exhibit hall alone. Wow. You know, one of the things that uh, our
0: friend Becky sent me was a photo of uh, the Positively Fearless booth. So uh, I see the photo, but tell me, what was it like interacting with the booth there? Um, you know, as some people may not be familiar with, uh, Positively Fearless is a campaign that I am a spokesperson for and partner with Jansen, and you can find information on that by going to PositivelyFearless.com or following Positively Fearless on Instagram or the hashtag all over the place. Um, but in, what was it like? Because I have a picture of the booth here, so I'm just curious of what it was like when you went, up, went there to, to check it out.
1: It was it was so cool, Robert. Um, I can't wait. I haven't shared it yet, but I do have a, a video um, of me doing the, uh, the Sumitra experience, uh, a Sumitza experience. I mean, um, but I will be sharing that on my social media later today. But it was um, it was empowering. I'll put it that it was empowering.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Um, our our friend, uh, my fellow. Us- uh, spokesperson Kamari was down there at the conference as well. And, um, I know she has to be kind of excited to be there. Yeah. I believe she's there at the conference,
1: isn't she? She is. Um, uh, her. And then also guy Anthony is here as well. I got to see him. Oh, I didn't know guy was there. Yeah.
0: I'm jealous. All my peeps are there, but that's cool. That's cool.
2: Yep. Guy, <laughs> was, here.
0: guy
1: was here. Um, but I will be sharing that it's uh and I don't even know how to like verbally describe it, but it's like you get it starts off with one photo but then you get to move and it changes colors and it's it was, it's really neat and i will be like i said i will be sharing that on um up this the Of the, the, the or up uh, and i apologize i uh, i know i'm not saying this right s y n t tamtuza experience it's the new drug that uh Oh, okay. has released for for HIV treatment, um, but it was uh, but just the whole empowerment that comes from living positively fearless. So, well, speaking of positively fearless, let's take
0: a quick break and play our little manifesto uh, audio of uh, the campaign. So we'll be right back uh, with uh Brady Morris live from usda in Orlando, Florida.
2: Life isn't meant to be perfect,
0: it's meant to be lived, freely, boldly,
2: fearlessly.
0: It's meant to honor all that we are,
2: vibrant, beautiful,
0: resilient,
2: and HIV positive.
0: Yes, the road can be tough, but it's worth it. We We are worth it, and our stories matter. Together, Together, we are redefining what it means to live with HIV.
2: We are accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, and caring for ourselves, fully and openly. Because making thoughtful choices enables us to live the lives we want to live. Together, we are facing every challenge and celebrating every success. We are looking toward the future with purpose and promise. And we're showing others what is possible
0: when we when we when,
2: when
0: we are positively fearless. And there you have it. For more information on the Positively Fearless campaign, go to positively or follow us on Instagram. Actually, my video, Brady, is actually going to be released next week. So if you guys want to pay attention, so go to go to Instagram and follow Positively Fearless. Um and you'll be able to see it. They're going to put a couple of them up, so, so go follow them, and you'll be able to see all, all of the information and all the stuff that I've been working on when I was up in New York. So we're back here live with Brady DeAl Morris from USCA in Orlando, Florida. He's given us a little bit of a recap of his experience, talking about some of the sessions he had there. Um, so what, what's going on, on today? The last days there, you know, your last day that you're there at the conference, what is happening? Um, just closing remarks? Is there, like, a, a, a main speaker today? pretty much um
1: this morning we had um we had workshops and and i will say that's one of the things about <clears throat> conferences conferences like this um there were probably you know in every two hour time slot about 20 different workshops going on at any given point in time <clears throat> and um having to to choose which one you wanted to go to could be can be hard um but i got to set in on uh, my very first day was uh, I sat I in a conference or a workshop on Ryan White and ensuring that Ryan White funds are getting into the communities where, they, where, they, where the money needs to go. Um, and I'm happy to say I'll do a little shout-out to the National Regional HIV Planning Council. I'm happy to, to report that we are doing things right <laughs> um, and we are, uh, we're on track in Nashville. Um, and then most of my other efforts or most of my other workshops we're kind of geared towards you equals you, mainly because I was speaking on the panel. Um, and then this morning we did have one last session of workshops this morning, and I'm, forgive me, Paul, um, but I am skipping out on the closing luncheon plenary right, that is going on as, as we're on the air, which is um, focusing on the opioid uh, crisis and the intersectionality between it and um, HIV that fighting for our lives and our communities that's going on right now as I speak.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you uh, were able to skip out and uh, share a little bit of time with us and give us a little bit of a recap so we can uh, find out what's going on. I do want to talk a little bit about next week and what we're going to be doing because we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, We're going to be actually broadcasting live from the positive living conference um, at 2 p.m. on Sunday, we will be in football Walton Beach, Brady and I, together. So depending on how we do this, Brady, I'm thinking that maybe we could possibly do, like, a Facebook live interview with our guests.
1: I think that is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, because while, you know, there is so much great wealth of knowledge and information in these workshops, you know, it all comes down to the people. Um, like, I have so honored that I got to meet like Krista Martel from the Well Project and everything that she has done. Um, and Maria, Maria, um, May-ha, or a lot of people know her as Maria HIV. I'm um, getting time with her. Yeah, oh, I May-ha. love her. And, and then, yes, me too. She is so amazing. And not only that, but I'm just, it was very grounding to, to know that here she's just recently lost her father. Her father passed away and she is here all smiles, all full of energy knowing the importance of her voice in the Latina community and the Latino, <laughs> Latina community um, getting to meet Rick Rick Wasco from Positively Aware um, and I mm-hmm. want to do a quick shout out there is, he does the um, A Day with HIV and that is coming up on September 21st. You can go to adaywithhiv.com to participate um, in that campaign, in which you just take a a picture of yourself sometimes throughout the day just to show people, um, you know, those of us living with HIV, how we just live regular lives. That's so empowering and such a great campaign that Rick does. Um, um, Yeah, I just want to make a point to that actually real quick. that that yes. campaign is,
0: is amazing, and it's been going on for a few years, and I remember when it when it first started, it was kind of around the time my activism started in, in, this, in this podcast, and um, I'm trying to think of who it was who actually came on. It wasn't Rick. It was uh, somebody else. I'm throwing a blank. Jeff um, Barry, I think, came on and spoke about it a few times, and it's really cool because, like, like you said, Brady, you just take a photo, whether it's a selfie of yourself on that day on the 21st of you just doing anything you want. Some people you know, take it with their partner. Some people will take it uh, with taking their medicine. Some people are just laying in bed. Some people are at the beach. You know, you can be creative um, and spontaneous as you want and just submit the photo. All the photos are then um, uh, placed online on the website, and you're able to go through it. And you're going to add the time that you take the photo. So if you take it at, like, 10 a.m., you're going to include that in the email, And then they synchronize all the photos by the time of the day on the 21st. And then you can go through and see all these people who live with HIV who are living normal lives doing different things, you know, throughout that day. And a few times they've made it into a coffee table book. Um, And I was actually in it the one year, um, and I actually still have the one book. Uh, And they put all the photos into a book, and they sell it online, and it's really cool. Just, uh, you know, try to scroll through and be like, oh, look, at that's my friend. Or look, at that's my friend. Or this is somebody that, you know, I've worked with before. And it's just really a a good conversation starter. So I I think if uh, you're interested, go to the website and check it out. So another person I want to talk about that you said that was there was um, somebody who's made a lot of noise, and I've been trying to get on the show. Um, So we have to reach out to him while you're there. Oh, before I forget, um, Brady, sorry to go back on something you said earlier. Um, When you see Maria – uh, please give her a hug and a kiss for me and, and send her my love. Uh, I know what it's like to lose a father and, and it, you know, it's a difficult situation. So just give her a hug for me because I don't know when I'll see her. Um, so, but the other person that you spoke about was Z strong, who was really making waves on Facebook uh, with, and social media with his friend.
1: Talk a little bit about what it was like to meet him. It was very humbling. Um, the, I mean, and I've said this for a while, even since I began with HIV advocacy, it's like, you know, where are all the heterosexual men? Well, Z Strong has stepped up and has become a face of um, the heterosexual male community of people living with HIV. He has done um, a, this great campaign of making frames on social media, you know, saying that this is the face. And, this, you know, or I want to, when I, when I think about HIV – your face is, you know, this is the face. You know, we are just regular people. And he um, he is an avid cyclist, and he has an amazing family, supportive family, but it has been, um, like I said, very humbling to share space with him and getting to talk to him and getting to meet him face-to-face and knowing that, that he is finally being a um, giving a platform to lift up these voices of heterosexual men that have uh, – that. Been fairly quiet um, within the HIV community, uh, so it was. It's been amazing to get to get to meet him and and spend a little bit of time with him.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what I love the most about going to the conferences is is meeting these individuals and really having connections and sharing experiences and stories and really making those bonds, um, you know, with one another. And then taking them away from the conference and still holding them online throughout the year until the next time that you guys see each other. I think kind of that's what that's about um so before uh we end i do want to play this week's hiv scoop with josh robbins and we will be right back um after the scoop this is the all-new hiv scoop with josh robbins exclusively for pause im radio this week's buzzworthy sexual health news in under two minutes here's josh robbins with this week's hiv scoop
2: Well, hello, uh, Robert and Brady. I know you guys got a lot planned and a great show. So I'm going to jump right in. A cluster of eight people in North Seattle described as heterosexuals, drug users, and recently homeless have been diagnosed with HIV since February. A a cluster of eight. And health officials worry their cases could represent a new pattern of transmission for the virus that has been in otherwise steep decline. Officials suspect changes in drug use are to blame. Dr. Jeff Duchin. A health officer for public health in Seattle and King County says, quote, there could be a large outbreak potentially, end quote. The diagnoses are among 19 HIV cases reported so far this year among heterosexuals in King County. For all of last year, that number was 7. 19 so far, according to the health agency. It has averaged about 10 HIV cases per year in the last decade. That's crazy. Just unbelievable. Next, an intervention designed to facilitate treatment for HIV and substance use was associated with a 50% reduction in mortality for people living with HIV who inject illicit drugs, a study has found. In addition, people who received the intervention were nearly twice as likely to report being an in treatment for HIV and substance use after one year as those who received their national standard of care. Well, it sounds like uh, the NIH needs to update that. They also were about twice as likely to have suppressed their HIV to undetectable levels after one year. So what was the big intervention? Well, it consisted of psychosocial counseling, along with guidance and support navigating the healthcare system. These findings were reported last week in the journal The Lancet. I'm Josh Robbins. This was your HIV Scoop.
0: And there you have it this week's HIV Scoop from Josh Robbins. For more information about the Scoop and Josh, you can go to I'mStillJosh.com. So, Brady, uh, we have a few minutes left. Uh, Give us some final thoughts of uh, USCA, kind of what you're taking back with you uh, to kind of uh, blend into your your activism moving forward.
1: Um, I would say, for me, it has just been the opportunity to meet all of these other amazing advocates, um, getting to hear their stories, and getting to weave part of that into my own story, um, and getting to, to... to see their strength and their inspiration to, to move me forward and keep me going. Um, because as you know, um, Robert, you know, there's, there's a, a high level of burnout in HIV advocacy and advocacy because we're on the go all the time and, and we're being asked all the time, do this, do that. Um, and that if anything, there's, I've noticed and I don't want to say that it's a bad thing that there is I see a lot of weary faces at times at the especially towards the end of the day um and that's one thing I'm loving about uh this next next weekend when we all get together for a positive living. It is a great chance to get to unwind and on the beach in the sun with the ocean um surrounded by fellow advocates and and really get to recharge our batteries so that we can continue to to move forward with this important work. That, that each each and every one of us do. Um, and I also want to do a quick little shout-out. Today is a birthday of a very special man to me, Mr. Stephen Bloodworth. He mm. is the face of Team Friendly Tennessee. And, and I have to uh, – I haven't shared this story before, Robert, that this man, I was sitting in a bar a few years ago, and I – had had it. I, I was done. I had been rejected for the last time due to my HIV status, and I was actually sitting in this bar getting drunk enough to go home and end my life because I was I was tired of, of, of being rejected. And this man walks across the bar and hands me this little pin that had this smiley face on it, and he's like, have you heard of Mr. Friendly? And I was like, no, sir, I haven't. And he said, well, we are an HIV we are we are the new face of HIV we are an um, anti-stigma campaign and when I by him giving me that pin and knowing that there are others out there wanting to fight the stigma of HIV I took that pin and decided not to end my life that night so I owe my life again so many others but I also to this man and um so I just want to say a big happy, happy birthday to Stephen Bloodworth, and um, and thank him for everything that he has done in the national and middle and Tennessee for helping to to re- reduce and eliminate stigma of HIV.
0: Oh, that's a that's a that's a nice story, and happy birthday, Stephen. Uh, we love to hear it's The show. Hopefully, he'll be a positive living. But just remember, guys, uh, if you don't follow us on on social media, please follow the show, Pause am Radio, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to be doing a lot of, uh, I think, uh, Facebook Live, me and Brady from Positive Living, kind of pop-up interviews, so uh, kind of stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining me for a little bit from USCA down in Orlando, Brady. I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference and have a safe trip home.
1: Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it, and thanks, everyone, for listening today. All right, guys. Have a great night.
0: Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media, and we'll see you next time.